scintillate. Welcome to Common Rides. I'm your host Kip, and with me is David. Hey, David, what's up? Hello, what's up? It's been a while. Yeah, uh, we uh, missed last time for reasons like in that uh, last episode start, but yeah, uh, it's time to talk about some changer on though. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, I, we're gonna, we're gonna get like right into it because uh, mm. we have missed that time, right? So I feel. It's probably a good idea just to just to jump in. I think there's a lot to talk about for these episodes as well, because it's hard to keep as much in the show as there is. Like, this is the dense show. So it's like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, episode 20 of Changer on Hero. Huh? Changer on 133 days of fighting. Um, so today we get to watch this uh, as we want to just at our leisure, but back in the day you couldn't. And if you were a kid that was following Changer on, you might have missed some stuff and needed some context. You know what? I never really thought about it that because, like, I've always watched these shows as like self-contained things, like they're already finished and done. And whenever it gets to a like a recap episode, I'm like, "What the hell is this?" But now I'm like, "Okay, they do actually serve a purpose if they're gonna, you know, watch it weekly and like maybe miss some stuff and you, you know, you're 20 episodes behind." Yeah, and like like um we are more used to like a lot of shows that are very um that can be more episodic, but like with like a Toku show, this is like meant to come out in like a year or like six months and like tell a story be done. Like it's still pretty episodic, but there's a lot you need to know compared to like Boy Meets World or whatever, you know? Right. Is the is the title of this episode implying that it had been running for 133 days already? I think so. Okay, that makes sense. Not knowing what it was, like, my thought was, oh, is this, like, an episode about um, he's fighting for, like, a lot of days straight and he's, like, really worn out? But no, instead, mm-hmm. it starts and Akira is sick, y'all. Very sick. He's dying. In a, in a hospital bed that has been brought into his detective agency for some reason? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There's nobody I would rather have look, have looking after me. Than Rui, who is perhaps the most lacking in just base life skills person I've ever seen in one of these shows. Yeah, it's not her fault, it's you know. Not, yeah, you know, she's hey, she's young, right? Maybe even younger than she is legally, because every time I see her, I'm like, oh, this is like a oh local 13 year old. Yeah, she's 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Local 13 year old is right. And just, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know how she really fits into this, this show. Right. Cause like, I mean, they had that, that one episode that explained like who she was, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, it's a much different dynamic. Yes. I kind of got like the classic, like a detective and like his secretary and like sometimes like they might like hook up vibe from like him and Akemi versus her like he's also right, like yeah, yeah, yeah does not know what to like do with her too like he treats her a lot differently as well you know mm-hmm. 
he is in bed though and he is like going to die when the rest of the crew shows up he has a 48 degree temperature which is a lot it's like what like is that like in the 90s or hundreds there well, like not 90s that's how wait 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 his temperature was what 48c 48c is like you would be dead yeah 118 yeah it, you, you, that's like you're literally on fire that's what he starts at and once the whole crew shows up they're all sad like him he's like oh like you're like a warrior like you have to live and munkata though like young ganza starts talking about like oh like his life its value is like i put so much of my own wealth into you money <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he's like i he's like you can't die i've spent so much money on you i mortgaged my house and built three stupid robots <laughs> and the fact that <laughs> that's how we get into the clip show not him dying it's Mukata being like and i spent so much money making you cool as shit it's very funny <laughs> it's it's pretty it is pretty fucking funny he's like oh yeah uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. it's like you can't die i gotta i gotta make sure my mortgage is worth it yeah the crystal palace or whatever i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah the crystal palace. uh yeah I get, okay, monsters, you made a hero. And then, oh, like, you made some, like, support robots. And it's like, also, we yeah. need a base. Why? <laughs> but, you know. Um. So, one thing that was weird, because, like, this is a clip show. I don't, I, or a clip episode. Like, I don't think yeah. we need to talk too much about, like, what happens, right? Because if you've been following along, you know what happens. But there's some stuff in these episodes that I do not remember happening. They had the scene, like, um... When Hakira was living with that one monster that was like a like female monster, the spider lady, that was a scene that was in the next time on from the previous episode, but wasn't in the episode. Okay, but there was an entire fucking section where Hayami is Changeron. Did I just like disassociate while that episode happened or? I think you might not have been on the episode, but that did happen. Okay, that I I did miss a week because I had like COVID or something, but I did watch those episodes. It's not like I didn't watch those episodes. Maybe I just like my COVID days has like erased that week from my memory, and I don't remember. I mean, maybe yeah. There was like this monster that could like throw knives at them, and then like Hayami was just like in like a speedo for a minute. If you remember that, yeah, because like I I have in my notes like wait. When did the part where Hayami becomes Changeron happen? What? Like, I literally wrote it down because when I watched it, I was like, I don't remember this at all. And who could forget that image? I would love to go back and, like, at the very end, like, guess what happened in this show. Just be like, oh, what happened in episode two, guys? Make, make a quiz. Yeah. Make a quiz. It was like, here's, here's four wrong answers and one right answer. Which one is the real one? Yeah, exactly. That would be great. Yeah. Worth noting, too, is that this episode randomly has the OP being sung in English. In English. Too. Yes. What the <laughs> fuck? I was sure of like that was like a new thing to get more like people watching, but it just happens. No comments. Nope. And then it goes right back to Japanese in the next episode. Yeah. It's weird. Because I like, don't like hearing that like might be cool to be like, oh, cool. It's like a hip new show that has this like a cool English song. But it's just a weird vibe here should have been french yeah no that would have that would have fit more but um 
there's so much context here too like all the monsters from early on get named when they weren't named when they're like being shown in the like flashback yeah 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 there's like all this stuff like oh and make sure that like you have the chan disc for your scramblazer when you go to the toy store kids i don't know it's just very funny to me <laughs> make sure you put your your red scram disc to get your your like what is it your crystal claw or whatever the fuck it is yeah yeah it's real dumb but like as they're here with hakira um his temperature keeps going up and then like he gets into this fight with hayami and then like there's a scene where rui has it and it's not in his mouth anymore and it keeps going up and then it explodes like a scouter just in her hands right <laughs> I I love that like at this point you just like one thousand percent know Akira's just being a shit heel to like get out of being Changeron just like pretend he died and like skip town or something like that's his master plan he's just gonna get the fuck out of Dodge. I don't know, but it's like this whole like weird thing where like he starts like push Hayabi and like they're fighting and then like he like pushes him down and like Hayami hits his head and then like that's when the ambulance from before shows up and they like take him and then like kira says something like oh and don't come back and like it ends like looney tunes yeah <laughs> it is some looney tune shit there's there's the part of this episode too where like hayabi's like oh no he's like akira's dying and he like grabs him and then and he's like akira it's okay please die on my chest and then Akira says something like you smell so much of sweat i think i might die anyway yeah the show try so hard to like act like it's a normal just like super paint by numbers like kid show but then it can't help as it goes on right. this episode like it's just bursting out what it is i d i do love that like hayami's like remembering all the times he had with akira and slowly over every single time he just realizes like every single memory he has of him is just akira being an absolute shit heel he's like yes. wait a second he's like you've been an wait. asshole this whole time why do i care Exactly. And it, it's funny, too, because like like you said, when he's like pushing Hayami, right, you can 100 because this is supposed to be like serious, like they're supposed to be like fighting, right? You can 100% see Akira's character, like his actor breaking character by like laughing when he's pushing him. He's like breaking so much in this set of episodes. It like happens like three or four times, yeah. I feel like. But you don't care because it's funny. Yeah. And they like, I can't believe like that they go through and they recap all the stuff that like isn't plot critical like they recap the time that like Hayami was hanging on to like his pants he was like don't take your pants off it'll be embarrassing <laughs> right yeah <laughs> what just uh, yeah it's uh, yeah this epic like if you if you want like the speed version of weird shit from changer on just watch episode 20 don't watch the first you know 19 episodes you just watch episode 20 and be like Huh, this show is really fucking weird. I think that uh, there's not a down episode of the show, though. It's a no. Even the clip show is funny. The moment where um Akira like falls down and they keep doing clip show stuff for like 10 minutes yep. before they see he's down. It's fucking goofy. But no, uh, we should keep going, though, because episode 21, reliving unrequited love or furiously unwanted love. I'm not sure there. This episode is like, like drip the episode, like straight up. This is like if you if you ask me at the end of the episode to choose your favorite fit, this is the episode I'm choosing it from. Because goddamn, yes, okay. Because what happens is um that 
Akira gets approached by this lady who keeps getting like stalked by Hayami. So he pretends to be her boyfriend and then her other boyfriend. So first he's like pretends he's possessed by Momotaros and then he goes in and he like like gets a scar, his slick back hair, and becomes like a stereotypical like Japanese like tough tough guy. Okay, let me just let me describe this outfit. Mm-hmm. Like someone like the weird guy who like gives you a quest. He looks like the like one gangster that has the high voice and he's like, Yeah. That's what he looks like. <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um uh, uh, he looks like uh what's the guy? Um have you ever seen Shaman King? Okay, Shaman King's that I haven't heard that for a while. Yeah, he looks like the 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 one fucking guy from Shaman King. Uh God, what's his name? I can't remember what the fuck his name is. Ryu. He looks like Ryu from Shaman King. I don't know what he's called in uh, in English, but he does. Like, he looks... I mean, the the suit color isn't the same, but uh, he, he has, like, a very similar type getup, right? Like, he looks very yeah. similar to, to this character. Oh, it's so goofy. And then his other look, he's just like... This old man is like, I'm 59 years old. <laughs> old grandpa, right? I got a body, kid. Uh, oh, God. And, like, I just um love how she's just, like, trying so hard to make him leave. And then we find out how they met. And basically, like, her hat flew off while, like, Hayami was getting his groceries. So he's just like, wait here. And, like, leaves her with his, like, whole bag of fucking oranges, I guess. He had like a baguette and stuff. Like it's like it is the most like you know uh 1990s like movie here hold my groceries with like the one piece of celery and the baguette sticking out while I go save the day as Spider-Man or whatever. It's like perfect to a T. Yeah, and like he's the kind of guy who like would not realize that you can get groceries without getting a piece of like bread out the top like he doesn't know that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But um, he like runs after this like truck for an hour. She stays. He comes back with the hat and then he likes her because she gives him her handkerchief and has like her like weird like Sailor Moon like mark on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's when we see, though, that some random dude like walks up to her like when she's like, on this park bench and like asks to like hang out for he's like yeah and then she eats him because she's a dark side yeah she's dark side I said that her her evil dark side um like form looks like a poodle or an eighties wrestler I couldn't decide which so I thought it was like cotton theme but like poodle makes more sense I think hmm I yeah I poodle lady did she did she have a name like I assume she has a name or like the monster's name do you know offhand I don't know the monster's name. I forgot her name. Um, what is? I, yeah, I never her name her is. Name down. Her name is Rissa. R- the Rissa? <laughs> no, it's oh no. Risa. Risa. <laughs> She's not from the Wu Tang Clan. She's not like us. Oh, <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> it's the Rissa. Yeah. Uh, Changer on. I don't know if a minor Changer on character is going to show up, but. But then, okay, so like, this is the episode where. She gets like fucking obsessed with Akira, right? No, um, that's the last episode. No, that's the last episode. Okay. So in this episode, Harissa 
is getting flirted with, but she's like, okay, after you help me, I'll just eat you, you know? Right, right, right. What happens is that um, her fake boyfriends get dual challenges by Akira, including the old man, I guess. Cause, yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. So then um, he has to go dressed up like the gangster to fight him and then like tries to pretend he's been beaten but then he like keeps getting punched because like Jaime's like yeah don't mess with me like fight me back <laughs> and he's like hey stop dude he shows up he shows up in like it's not just like Hayami shows up right no Hayami shows up in a full fucking boxing getup to go fucking fight him cape like mantle cape and everything like ring gear and there's actually like boxing lights and like a bell going off too. It's so goofy, and it's in the it's in the exact same spot where they fought the Blues Brothers. Yes, and he's just punching Akira under that bridge somewhere. I think it's funny though that even when he finds out it's Akira, he's like still punching him anyway. Because <laughs> he says, "Oh, like you're not good enough for her. What are you doing?" Oh, bad. But um, that leads to um. Akira sitting down with her and then she um knocks him out has about to eat his alarm when Ruby shows up with the alarm clock um she bought like a lot of alarm clocks for like a deal and like she throws them all at him (laughs) and this is like a pretty good dumb joke I think just like he's buying too much stuff yep but so (laughs) he wakes up he fights her and then like she's like in the rocks like half in the ocean and like he asks her oh like why didn't you eat him and then she like has this like flashback as like her hat flies down onto her face and she's like i oh no i had feelings for him and then she dies mm-hmm. yep and then akira and hayomi have a moment where together they're hanging out by this street <laughs> and they're like you know no time for love when you're a warrior. Is it, that that's when they were they were in like the uh the like ramen cart or whatever. That's in the middle of the episode, but like at the end they're yeah. like on some railing. But oh yeah, like in the middle though, like Hayami gets upset and like eats like has his like first beer and gets drunk. Oh right, yes. I gotta say, okay, the, the going back to the fucking clock gag, the thing that got me with the clock gag that was really funny was there was that, there's the fucking chicken clock that like rolls into frame. <laughs> it's so goofy. It's so dumb. And like, I love how like what it's doing for Akira though, because like he's not trying to like get with her, so she's just like right. in his care and spending all his money. So like he's like more responsible now, and he's pissed off about it. Right, right, right. Um. But, of course, um, here is the next episode. A highlight, potentially, which mm. is um, <laughs> 22, Phantom Gold Reserves. This one was pretty good. So, the bankers show up, and they're like, oh, they're probably going to kill my wife if I don't get this money back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, And then they try to break in, and Akira's there on this stool with like a like magnifying glass. Just like hanging out, waiting, like, haha, I've got the payment. And they're like, you have the payment. He's like, yeah, I got the payment. And they're also excited. 
And then Rui comes back. She's like, I bought a hundred pairs of binoculars to get 3,000 yen off. Uh, uh. <laughs> He's like, why would you buy binoculars? She's like, but they're really good binoculars. He's like, yeah, but we don't need 300 of them. And <laughs> all his money's gone. And the bankers are outside, like hanging out, um, trying to sell them like a lemonade stand. When Gowser shows up for a second, I'm like, we'll come back to that next episode. But mm-hmm. he sees it was like, oh, why is the guy selling binoculars? Oh, yeah, right. They're like, they're selling binoculars on the street. Yeah. And uh, a doctor shows up to the agency and says, hi, could I help you come help my client find his um, Rio was the pre-imperial or like pre-show period like money in japan right like yeah like the big before yen gold co- coin things yeah yeah yeah. oh this old man has like i like suppose like stash somewhere mm. so his doctor comes says hey could you pretend to be his son so he'll give it to you <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a there's a line that the doctor says <laughs> when he comes in and he says something like, as you can see, I'm a doctor. And Akira just goes, nobody asked, where's the treasure? <laughs> Which is great, considering what happens later. Yeah. Uh, and just, I love how they come in and immediately, like, you see, oh, this old man's so much trouble. Yep. He's not going to die until he's done a lot of shit. <laughs> the doctor diagnoses him. He's like, you've got two or three hours, I mean, 20 or 30 years left to live. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then, um, so he thinks that Akira is his son, like Koichiro, and it's like, oh, yeah. like, how have you been? And like, Hayabi's mortified. He's like, you can't pretend to be this guy's son who died three years ago. And then he's like, oh, hey, Pappy, or like, hey, Dad. And he's like, oh, like, too, way too horrible. Call me Pappy. <laughs> Call me Pappy like you used to. <laughs> so Akira just calls him Pappy the entire episode. <laughs> Oh, my son, like, I love it when you call me Big Poppy. <laughs> so dumb. But I love I love that, like, Akira just rationalizes it to Hayami, like, listen. It's the best. Isn't it a gift to, to just give this man one last look at his dead son that is me? But he doesn't know that, so it's okay. And Hayami's like, yeah, I guess that's okay. Oh, it does make sense. You're so kind and such a true warrior. He's like, so nice. And the old man says, hey, lend me your ear. Like, I asked before. Then, like, like, starts to, like, clean his ears. Yeah. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell them where the treasure is. Like, oh, like, out back. And, like, they go and dig. And he's like, oh, like, I wanted some bamboo shoots. In the in the bamboo grove. He's like, it's, he's like, there's something out back in the in the bamboo grove. And he's, like, dying. And then, like, immediately Akira and Ayami stand up. He's like, it's in the bamboo grove. We're getting the fuck out of here. We out, old man. And they just, like, run out the door. And then when they find out, like, he just wanted to eat food, like, he starts listing off stuff. He's like, I want cabbage rolls, stewed tongue, porridge, borscht, <laughs> snow crab. And they're like, okay. Also, I have a note here that there's there's a like a license free version of the 007 music. I don't remember when that plays, but I know. Yes, that's now. next. <laughs> okay. Um, so they spend all their money on, le- on this food. Then the old man tells them, Oh, like in this district, go to this house. And they st- steal a police right. car. It's a uniforms as James Bond's knockoff theme plays <laughs> and show up. 
Right, yes, that's what it was. And they're just in this family's living room, like, digging, and they're like, oh, like, some person must have had a vendetta. And they're like, could somebody have a grudge on you? (laughs) And both of them are like, no, that couldn't be. And then they think about it for, like, five seconds. They're like, oh, no, wait, most definitely. Yeah, they Peter Griffin out. Yep. (laughs) So dumb. It's so dumb. I love it. She... She thinks about like cheating first, then her husband does, and both the younger people that they were cheating on like swore revenge. But then she's like, "Oh, honey, like there's nothing for you. Like I hate you." She's like, "Oh, of course not." And they're like about to like kiss a little bit. She's like, "He tells her, oh, it's too embarrassing. There's people here." Then like that's when fake cop Akira says, "We don't mind." So then they start going. Uh, Kensen, Otama-chan, and then like they find the Kendama, and they're like Kendama, and they're like ah, <laughs> fucking stupid. It's so dumb. That's like the dumbest joke this show might have had is that like Ken and Tama have an old man's Kendama buried under their house. Yep, it's fucking stupid. It's so dumb. Ah, oh, there's so many puns. This episode is just puns. Mm. <laughs> And like the old man's so happy to get his old Kendama back. He's like, dig under the changing room floor of the woman's sixth floor, like bathroom in the bank. (laughs) So then some like sexy club music starts playing as they're in a car, like smoking cigars and drinking wine with guns as they are getting ready to rob this bank. It's they are now the Blues Brothers. Yes. It is passed on to them. I. I love, though, that, like, before this happens, like, the old man dies, so they just assume that, like, you know, he's told them the final resting place, and Hayami's like, aren't you, like, um, what did you say, like, aren't you, uh, sad by, like, the dying of this old man? Akira says something like, even if it was a lie, the man I called Poppy just died. Of course I'm sad. <laughs> but we gotta go get that paper. That's how he justifies being in this car with guns about to go into this bank, and then they just, like last minute see one of the bankers like walking and they grab him and say oh there's some treasure and they just go into this dressing room and they have some c4 that like akira made i guess i don't know i guess and then they blow it up and they find it like what they were like looking for as the bankers freaking out because some like some office ladies are like showing up and then like i assume they're like they're like bank tellers or whatever right and then they're all like behind this curtain as these four women come in without noticing the massive hole in the ground or like the smoke and start changing. They're all like, ah, ooh. And then they, oh, um, before they go behind the like curtain, they have their like treasure and they tell the banker, okay, now fill this hole up and like go to leave. Then I have to like go hide instead. Yep. This episode is fucking buddy and they just like push him out and then like run away as they're all like ah and like hitting him yeah dude he gets fucked up they beat the shit out of that guy uh, and then they get back and he's and the old man's there with some instant ramen and he's just fine he's just all good he just had a nap or something if I was an old man every time I wanted a nap I just pretend I died just like oh uh, uh. <laughs> You just have to make sure you wake up before they bury you, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then that's when Aerie shows up and the old man's like, ah, 
it's my old like love and like holds her hand and then like tells her oh there's this old like tree that has like the real treasure and they go after he dies mm. again and then the doctor's like ha 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 i'm a monster and then they're like wait why do you care he's like i'm in the human world i need money <laughs> basically he's like he's like he's like he's like i have to live in this world so of course i need money it's like but you're a doctor just go be a doctor he's not actually certified so only akira thinks he's a doctor oh, okay he's like a chiropractor or something and like this is the best thing about toku is that it's like let's take something dumb serious and like the dumb is what if a bunch of themed monsters eat people had to live in the human world it's like the serious is a lot of them might be suicidal they might need like job help they might yep turn to stealing <laughs> and it's very funny um that's i said it but like pre in a previous episode that like there's there's an interesting quirk of like the monsters actually being negatively affected by mm -hmm. being humans because they have to live within our stupid bullshit rule system because like what chadron has basically done is like what if a whole species of people had to at once deal with the human condition and like man they would love chopstick holders and women and collecting yep um and there's a like whole fight scene but it um starts though with Akira saying there's some things more important than money and then like when he's prompted by the monsters like like what he's like uh and then Hayabi says just spit it out <laughs> you can't think of anything <laughs> and just um after they win the fight though the old man is just on a wheelbarrow with like a like whole like old style like general's helmet on just like yeah awesome good fight <laughs> uh and the old lady that was like with him has like a pike and is like waving the like ah and they're just like like they're so excited like they just got like an N64 they're like wild they're just ready they're like the guy at front row seats WWE like yeah yeah fucking a just oh man and then they fall for it one more time as the episode ends oh, it's so good. This show's great. This show's so good. And, like, it's not a parody. It's a loving tribute to all these, like, tropes and things. Like, it's not like, oh, like, wouldn't it be funny? It's like, oh, like, what if it was just very funny? But it doesn't, like, hate Toku. It loves Toku. Right. It loves how dumb it is. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, it's so funny, like, in the 2000s and, like, the 2010s, so many shows came out that were like, oh, like, what if the monsters were like depressed like real people if they came into the world it's like this dark take on this genre and just right here it's like man what if this guy was abused at a printing press shop until he like became an alcoholic <laughs> couldn't take it anymore and became a, a murderous alcoholic because <laughs> why not uh this is so like i think the argument like toku's not for kids like it's mature is bullshit but also this is so not being made of kids in mind at all no god no <laughs> like all these jokers like this is being made for like that dial of like oh like the jokes in like land before time for like adults is like so skewed right. this is so barely like anything put in for the kids just like all like weird slapstick but no um <laughs> episode 23 mysterious dark courtroom <laughs> and here's where we find out that this show um has a lot of continuity as Gowser from last time mm -hmm. was collecting bankers A and B. That's what they're named here. Oh, 
to put Akira on trial to the death. Um, and like at lunch, Hayami tells like Akira, "Hey, you're a super big debt. This is your last warning." He's like, "It's all right. What can I do? There was no buried treasure, so I'm fine." And then like dude show up and like beat him up and take him in. <laughs> to, to which I wrote a note. I I wrote a note that says, "Yeah, that seems like the police." Slightly more like weird, like Sailor Moon, like colors and like sigils, which like right begs the question: How does Ari find him later to be his attorney if there's some dark dimension? But hey, she's got resources. I I don't know. Maybe she requests. Who knows? Gowser is his um prosecution. It's like the ride of the Valkyrie starts playing. He's like, "You've hurt weak people." Yeah, I I just love that, like, Akira is finally put on trial for him being an asshole, and it just completely turns out that he is, in fact, the total scumbag that everyone thinks he is. Because at first, what he says is like, oh, like, I'm not guilty. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty much right. Like, I'm not paying my loans back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, uh, true, true. Um, And, like, one banker sold his parents' mountainside property to pay off the debt himself. The other went, like, got loan sharks because they're, like, so worried that, like, they'll lose their jobs or, like, their, like, role, basically, because they, like, signed this, like, load for him. Mm-hmm. And then Aerie says, it's unrelated. <laughs> like, you sold your property and, like, your wife became neurotic. They then bring in, like, a bunch of, like, random, like, women called, like, Playmate, like, A, B, and C or whatever. Right. And like, oh, yeah, like, he's always, like hanging out and like just great he's always buying stuff for us and doing this and then like oh so you were getting loans from the bank and then just spending them on women he's like yeah i guess i did do that didn't i one of my notes is Kowser says your honor it was all to get pussy (laughs) basically yeah um and then hayami gets summoned as a witness and he starts to be like, oh, like, yeah, like, he's really serious and honest. And Akira is so flattered. And says, oh, he really appreciates me. And the Gowser says, would you fight with a serious, kind, honest man? And then, like, gets him to say, yeah, like, he's a real dickhole. <laughs> Basically. It is then um, time to be sentenced. And Gowser says, Akira should be executed. And then um, he details the first execution. And then Akira says, Gowser, you're irresponsible because the first execution was somewhere else in Babylon, not Rome. And the first surgery was in the Incan Empire. Um, it's all wrong. Like, all your facts are bullshit. And Gowser's, like, shaking and, like, partially transforming. <laughs> He's so mad. Yep. Uh, and then Ares, like, Your Honor, you can't kill him because he defends the world as strange Ron. And then the judge is like, oh, really? Well, I'm one of the Dark Cadre. <laughs> and I love, I love how after he transforms, they're like, Dark Side? It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you didn't know? Gowser's the prosecution. And you're in, like, an evil pocket dimension. And they're surprised that it's Dark Side. It's like, what are you talking about? They're in one of those, like, 90s like toku like it's like a dark room with some like roman furniture and some smoke you're like oh of course it's the the villains <laughs> yeah right it's 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 the it's the fucking evil uh layer of like what's her face from power rangers right yeah 
It's like her evil castle lair. Ah, can you get the Green Ranger's candle? Can you save Tommy's life? (laughs) It's exactly that room. More shows need that. Like, in, like, Riverdale, they should have, like, a smoky room where they fight Goldar. That would be great. (laughs) With Roman columns and and torches. Uh, Oh, it's so dope. But the fight scene that happens, though, has, like, Change Rod and all three knights versus, like, Mordos is this whole, like, big boss battle vibe. And, like, it's, like, a pretty good fight for Change Rod, which still, like, doesn't have great fights. But the fights are, like, the things that you don't need to really talk about. Yeah. Because they are what they are. Unless something wild happens. But they kill him. Oh, yeah. They straight up just kill that guy. His bird flies away. And then, like, Gowser's secretary says... Either way, you win. And then, like, he's still mad. Do you think I was right or change around about my historical facts? But the bird cracked the statue open and dies as a new threat is born. Do, 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 do. And I like how, like, randomly this was, like, a major plot moment where they, like, got rid of one of the generals, but it had nothing to... Like, it wasn't, like, a big setup, like, at all. Nope. It just happens. So... My first three notes is it's been a, a minute since I watched and wrote them. So I'm just going to read them for uh, episode 24, the worst date of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Promising title, September 11th, Epic Lady. I don't know what that means. I have, they're playing Virtual Fighter and Akira is playing as Akira. That's kind of funny. Wow, Sega. Sega. And then my my second note is, God Akira is such a piece of shit, it's funny as hell. Just an absolute fucking scumbag. Could be anything. <laughs> Could be anything. Yeah, like, we, like this is four weeks out since we, I think we both watched mm-hmm. this episode, so. Yeah, but, like, so the nitty-gritty is the, the two other Kadra members talk about the one who died, and they are at the dark prison mm. that has been destroyed as the bird that he had released the statue that held Zaphire and like the like main dude Xandar's all pissed and like he spins around with this like bird really angrily. <laughs> um, but then at the detective agency, they're he's cleaning while they're playing, so he like unplugs it. So then they just leave, and then um, that's when Akira sees this like random lady hanging out. He's like, I'm kind of go flirt with her, and then like takes her to lunch. But this is after he changes clothes to go driving, in which he changes into Michael Jackson. He meets her, says he likes her, then gets dragged away and says bye. And then, like, a couple days later, she calls him while he's washing his car. She calls his, like, 90s cell phone. And what he says is, oh, hey, yeah, like, I had, like, so much fun. Then she says, really? He says, yeah, bye. Throws his phone into the car and says, who was that? And just keeps watching his car. Who was that? <laughs> yep. Love this dude. I'm sorry. When he changes into Michael Jackson, is after this. Oh, yeah, yeah. But just, I love that he, like, gets this call. He, he leaves his business card with this random girl. Like, she calls later. He's like, oh, yeah, like, I had a great time. Bye. Just throws it in the, like, stops talking. He's like, oh, that was good. I'm glad I made her day. Oh, he's such a jerk. And, like, that's when he laments not having a sports car. And she goes to a sports car dealership. And then we cut to Ruby saying, big trouble. And then he 
like gets taken downstairs to where there's a new gift wrap sports car. He's like, oh, this is from God. <laughs> right. Right. He's like, he's like, God's finally blessed me for all the good deeds I've done. And she says, oh, you can't think that. He's like, well, I can't turn down a heartfelt gift. Let's go for a drive. Right. And this is where he changes suits into Michael Jackson. As Rui gets got, like she gets taken and like he doesn't care for days after this. <laughs> nope. And then he's just like having so much fun, like driving like Yahoo and like vaguely wonders where she went. was like, okay. And then like he wants some steak. So he comes home and um, her name is Sayako, I think the. um, Yes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. She's baking him steak and he eats it while saying, oh, like you've been a good wife someday. It's great. And then he wakes up the next day. She's doing his laundry, making breakfast, and like calls his underpants cute. And he's like, What the fuck? Did I? Like, he's just like super against this. Like, oh no, you're here. You're my life. It's terrible. So he goes to Hayabi's, who's mm-hmm. wearing his tr- traditional jammies, when she shows up again and makes some breakfast there. Yep. And she's just there, like in his house somehow. And she says, oh, yeah, like, we're in love. It's okay. <laughs> and it's great. Cause, like, this leads to this whole series of Akira trying to escape her. And he can't. And yeah, um, what happens? There's so many small ones like, um, oh, um, Hayami says, I see you did your sweet talking again. All right. This time you have to marry her. Then you learned your lesson. <laughs> uh. Nakira says, I can't get married just to learn a lesson and runs. His tire pops and then she's behind him in like a taxi. Yep. He takes a boat. Yeah, he like gets it like a rowboat. He like gets in a rowboat and he he's like, he's running away from this lady because she like, she like keeps appearing like magically. He'll be like sitting there and then she'll like open a door and she's there and he's like, what the fuck? So he like runs away as fast as he can, gets in a rowboat, rows it out into the middle of the lake and he's like, finally, I'm safe. She can't get me out here. And then she comes out of the water in full fucking scuba gear with a silver platter that has a beer and edamame on it. And she just goes, here's your beer. Enjoy. It's like a big beer with like two cups, like a bunch of cops that like a wake would have, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like he just falls out of the boat and then he goes to this men's bath. Just, she can't get me here. And then she's there. Slow motion smiling like he like goes back and we see her appear slow motion behind him. Um, And then he's running down the street, getting dressed, saying it's come to this. <laughs> I have to die. He's like, I have to kill myself. <laughs> and he's in the grave. But at least I'm safe inside my old mind like SpongeBob. <laughs> he gets buried alive. They fake his de- they like fake his death. And bury him alive. And he's like, at least I'm safe. And then she breaks through the side of the wooden coffin. She's like, we could be together down here forever. Like the fucking bride from Kill Bill. Yeah. He's like, we could be down here together forever. He's like, ah. And he's screaming. And people hear the scream. Oh, God. it's it's This is like the most Looney Tunes wacky ass episode. And it's fucking funny. I love, too, that uh, before... He gets found of the grave, like, and, like, Aerie are, like, talking about it. She says something like, 
well, this lady can't be all that bad if, like, she likes him so much. But then Hayami says, he must be really desperate. We have no choice but to cooperate. Uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, this episode is fucking funny. It's like, it's like almost like part tokusatsu, part like slasher flick, mm-hmm. where like, the, like, it's like Jason's around every corner, right? Like, he's teleporting, basically. And I just like love how it keeps escalating. Though it's like, um, the next day there's this like scene where like he says, "Oh, sorry, um, I can't date you because I'm actually like in love with like Ari." You called it. You called it. They're definitely fucking. They're definitely fucking on the DL. Oh, totally. And if I ever get chased to a grave, I'm not putting one of my friends or my like friends with benefits on the spot like that you know like that's terrible that's like mm. signing like a murder war because the next day that's like what happens she shows up and starts like choking Ari. yep and says i will kill all the women who get close to a cure and like half the city is just like oh shit we're in trouble but then um it's revealed that she's dark side because of course she is yeah he wants to get his secretary back like where's like Rui? He's like someday i'll kill all the people in the world those only you would be and they show this like cg the end of the third like road warrior movie with like tina turner like just like all the children <laughs> uh, <laughs> just having a picnic and he's near Komoto's dad oh fuck it's great the show's amazing the show's fucking amazing Kira says, this is truly the most terrifying attack from Darkseid. Fucking <laughs> asshole. Man, what a good show. Yes, this show is just consistently awesome. And um, I don't know what's next for this show. I mean, the Dark Cadre is still around. They're, I'm sure they'll be up to some kind of shenanigans. I keep wondering if we're going to see the budget go down soon. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's super high budget to begin with, so... They stretch it very good, yeah. But no, um, yeah, Shade Gerard. Uh, next time looking at uh twenty five through twenty nine, which is it's like spitting distance of the end, which would be fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just uh, a like super great show if you like like this whole genre because there's just so much care done in this like comedy. Um, I wish that like this show had gotten like a. 10 year 20 year whatever you're like special mm. but no um in the end though uh next time we'll have stuff back for that but for now david um yes who are your top three characters this time uh god hmm. i think number one with a bullet is akira he was so focal to all of these episodes that it was really just super funny like absolutely hilarious um hayami's good like kind of just everyone's good even even the supporting cast is all right too no um yeah he's so good i love akira um he's probably as far as like our protagonists like what like between uh him and otaro and kiva ryotaro and deno um greaser greg (laughs) just like, like he's pretty high up there Okay. <laughs> um, who is the rest of your top three, though? Uh, okay, it's got to be 
if we're going from like one, two, three, it's Akira's number one, Hayami's number two, and then maybe Old Dying Man is number three. Yeah, Old Dying Man's very good. Uh, number three for me has to be Rui. I feel like she kind of came into a row. She actually has very good comedic timing. Like, mm-hmm. and I just, it's hard to like just boot your top two because they're so good. But number two for me might actually be Munkata because I just love how good he is at coming in. He has like so little screen time. Every time it's a baggage, like, yeah, like I spent all my money on the Crystal Palace. He only shows up for like five seconds in that fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, in that recap episode, and that's it, right? Like, he's only, in this yeah. stretch of episodes, this is the only time he shows up. I want to see, like, a, a like, main focus for him, like, episode. Mm. Like, oh, like, and here's his, oh, like, his marriage is falling apart, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, something. <laughs> of the Tokusatsu, though, we don't talk about, like, a lot of the fight scenes, for example, they, like, are, like you said, just something that happens because the plot, they kind of play second piddle, piddle, second fiddle to the the plot, right? Like it's just so whatever. Yeah, it's like the um. I mean, they're not bad. They're they're like perfectly yeah. serviceable, but like that's the thing. It's like everything else is so ridiculous and over the top that like perfectly serviceable just doesn't even warrant talking about because you're gonna waste the time that you could be talking about all the crazy other shit. They're like the match three in a hentai game, you know? <laughs> right, yes, yes, exactly. They're the they're the bejeweled before the bejizzed. <laughs> uh <shout outs. laughs> Yeah. Uh but but yeah, um I do like just like all the suits though. Like all yeah. these monsters look so fucked up in the best way. Like I was I was gonna call her Dazzler. That's not her name. What's the What's her what's her name the the last one in episode 24? Zaphire. I knew it was like something to do with a rock. Zaphire. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like she looks awesome. Yeah, she does. Um I think that um I wonder like could the show like get more serious like maybe could they have like a who's that bad guy at the end of um the dark armor like Baragon at the oh, end of Garo, like Garo. Yeah, yeah, Could that yeah. show up like a dark changer on? Maybe. That'd be great. Like Darkseid has got got they've got so tired of changer on shit, they make their own changer on and he's like evil, evil changer on. Oh, um in um one of the Kikaider shows, the only episode that, that like I've really seen was there was one where like they had like a ray that made like made like an opposite version of the um heroes. Mm-hmm. but like one of the heroes was just as depressed samurai so his opposite <laughs> was just a depressed samurai and they just hung out and drank together uh which i would love if like they tried to like make like an evil him and it was just like him still or like a nice guy or something like that would be so funny to me uh yeah um and of course you mentioned but best outfits today david Oh, are you kidding? It's got to be Akira's stupid, like, low-rank Yakuza dude get-up. It's so dumb in the best way. I really appreciate um, the doctor's doctor outfit. Like, I'm definitely a doctor. Mm-hmm. And not, not, not at all an evil, like, 
<laughs> evil monster man. If somebody has to like justify what they're doing by their profession, they're lying. Like, oh, like I was just doing this because I'm a doctor, you see. Right. I don't know. Um and yeah. There's not like enough plot to like speculate what happens next, I guess, but this show is just it's perfect. Um and next time, like I mentioned, uh twenty-five through twenty-nine. Uh next week on the show is the uh start of the OG pod going back to Jetman and Build. So we're doing forty-three of Jetman and Build along with Commander Geats, uh, 16 and 17, um, which is a weird spot that we found ourselves choosing to cover the like Commander Black Sun uh, show, but that's back there. And yeah, uh, do send in your questions and your thoughts on what's next for the book club. Mm-hmm. There's two kind of front runners right now, which would be Comrade Ryuki and Comrade Fize, because Fize is written by the Change Around writer. The same team, yeah. And um, Ryuki has the main character in it as a pretty pivotal role. Like, he just came back in, like, a the currently out Comrider, like, movie, like, like 15 years later or whatever. So, you know. Um, but, yeah. That's there. And, uh, Dave, where can we find you when you're uh, not talking about Tokusatsu? Um, you can find me on the Tokyo Fresh podcast. We will be putting up the first episode of 2023 this week. Uh, probably actually today. I you're not gonna listen to this on the day that it comes out, but it will be out. Um, and then you can find me on my personal Instagram at Zyrel. Uh, speaking of Common Rider, I'm posting all the stuff that I saw at the Common Rider 50th uh, anniversary expo. So if you want to come see pictures of the suits and all that stuff from up close, it was uh pretty cool to get to go. I don't know, maybe next book club we might talk about it a little bit i don't know yeah seeing them live what what suit was your favorite or like what suit like really stood out what suit really stood out that's hard you know what i think for me and it's this might sound like bias because i do love this series but kabuto specifically is just a very nicely made suit and it looks good Whereas, like, mm-hmm. when I looked at Forze, just, it, like, they hide a lot of seams on that show. And in person, you look at it and you're like, eee. Actually, Deno also looks really nice. For something like Forze, though, they need to, like, fit the gimmick. So, like, there's, like, right. a lot of, like, weird parts where they, like, have pieces that'll come on that, like, are right, different. Right, right. So, like, that could definitely, like weigh that down you know but yeah like for the kabuto it's just like it, it has to like look like the horn like folds up in the end but besides that like nothing right. moves just can be solid and sleek i i have to say i think actually now that i'm thinking about it the cleanest suit and this you know it makes sense it is the most recent one is geats i have a picture of the geats suit geats is with so nice. the background like a like a technicolor background behind it the picture looks like a fucking like 3d render like a sticker it looks so clean mm. and like the i didn't realize that they were gonna have geats there because i'm like okay the show's running they're gonna need the fucking suit right but they just had the suit there and i was like holy shit okay no geats is also just it's just such a clean design yeah so clean and like that is a show if you want to like watch something like current that's just has no real glaring issue it's just like a perfectly watchable show like it has like Super good personal stakes. It's a great show to watch right mm-hmm. now. Um, and yeah, 
though to find out uh more about geets uh, check out uh power.com uh or uh the podcast and me on, on social media i'm um at james forge on twitter uh james d um on co-host uh the podcast is um at common ride to me on twitter or at common ride on co-host and um on the website there are a couple uh places to go like a uh, slash merch for uh links up to our uh, store uh, or all proceeds go to charity there is a slash episodes for links up to different platforms please uh rate and review on apple podcasts but now david as we've talked about some clean looks and some uh good jokes i guess what we learned today <sighs> never trust women right right that's that's a lesson we can learn no i think actually the lesson we learned is don't trust a cure to do anything because you'll you'll fuck i mean that man went to court and lost true i think that my lesson is to to go off your first lesson <laughs> sometimes when you get matched up like the hentai game show you disappear <laughs> <laughs>